Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. As one of the most creative and constantly forward-thinking entertainment mediums on the planet, video games and innovation go hand in hand. Largely, it stems from games themselves sitting in the Venn diagram between tech product and piece of art, and that's led to the very idea of what a video game is changing on the fly. It is a fascinating time to be a video game fan right now because of all this, but looking back, many of the industry's milestones were actually hit before those who dominated the spotlight set their reputations in stone. I'm Scott from WhatCulture.com, and these are nine video game innovations that happened earlier than you think. Number 9. 3D Platformers Not Super Mario 64 Actually, Jumping Flash Nintendo gets a ton of praise, and rightfully so, for shaping entire genres, providing the necessary building blocks for the modern gaming industry as it exists today, and for taking video games out of the arcade and prioritizing characters, world-building, and fun gameplay mechanics that didn't charge money for every run. However, for as influential and seismic Super Mario 64 was, it was not the first 3D platformer. Yes, Nintendo's efforts showed developers how to do a proper 3D camera and set of explorable character animations in an open space, but 1995's Jumping Flash on PlayStation owns the title of first 3D platformer in console gaming. Played in first person and developed as a tech demo of sorts to showcase what the PlayStation could do, had this dropped after the mighty Crash Bandicoot and Mario 64 just one year later, it might have been a whole other story. Number 8. Online Multiplayer Not Xbox Live Actually, Sega's Dreamcast Xbox don't get anywhere near enough praise for fundamentally and systematically moving video games along. Xbox Live to console gamers online essentially overnight, gave us the likes of Splinter Cell Pandora Tomorrow's Spies vs Mercs mode, and proved that online gaming was not only here to stay, but could become the reason for scores of franchises to exist. That said, Microsoft weren't the first console company to try proper online multiplayer, and going even further back than Sony's half-baked efforts with the PS2, it was Sega's Dreamcast that tried to change everything. With a modem built into every system, all you needed was a phone line to play the likes of Jet Set Radio and Fantasy Star Online online. The game selection was small, but absolute titans of the first-person shooter scene, Quake 3 Arena and Unreal Tournament could both be played against others online. Sadly, the Dreamcast didn't catch on, and all this was largely for naught. Mainstream console players even caring about first-person shooters didn't happen until Halo in 2001, further highlighting just how ahead of the curve the Dreamcast and some of its games truly were. Number 7. GPS Tracking and AR Gameplay Not Pokemon Go Actually, Ingress that first summer with augmented reality game Pokemon Go making Pikachus and Charmanders show up down your local park was a magical time in our collective gaming past. Sadly, developers Niantic couldn't maintain server load, and although Pokemon Go is for my money the best Pokemon experience ever to this day, the whole ordeal gets referred to as a flash-in-the-pan experiment that few managed to carry forward. 
All that said, many were screaming during Pokemon Go's rise to prominence that it had all been done before, and that there was another game, Ingress, that deserved some love. Turned out Niantic's own Ingress in 2012 had covered a lot of the same ground as Pokemon Go, gamifying Google Map data and letting players work together to unlock various rewards and features. The tech developed for this title would form the basis for Niantic's pitch to Nintendo about doing a Pokemon-style take on what they'd created, yet if you ask someone to name a popular AR game today, it'll almost always be Pokemon Go. Number 6. Loot Boxes Not Overwatch or FIFA. Actually, MapleStory and ZT Online. Look, I don't like calling loot boxes an innovation any more than you, but brass tacks they have allowed some free-to-play business models to thrive, keep the lights on for smaller teams with dedicated fandoms, and if done right they can be the perfect way to experience certain genres or gameplay mechanics that you might have otherwise avoided. That's not to absolve the likes of EA or other large companies' use of them of course, but alongside this it's worth noting that loot boxes themselves do predate Overwatch, FIFA Ultimate Team, or even EA's older UEFA games. No, the first instance of a paid loot box is the Japanese version of 2004 2D MMO MapleStory. Here you could buy a Gachapon ticket, which could be exchanged for in-game items. 2007 ZT Online is also flagged as including one of the first instances of what would now be referred to as a loot box, though both of these titles were dwarfed by EA adopting the model when twinning it with card packs in 2007's UEFA Champions League. Point being though, this stuff goes way, way back before the 8th generation, and was already sinking its hooks in deep at the end of the 2000s. Number 5. Analog Triggers Not Xbox One Actually, Sega's Dreamcast At this stage, trying to think of a controller-based innovation that would genuinely enhance gameplay is pretty tough. With VR barely taking off outside of certain dedicated fandoms, Sony's PS5 has gone all in on haptic feedback, with Xbox championing analog triggers even back on the Xbox One. While their marketing showcased some awesome connections between the gameplay of drifting a car with the feedback present in the controller's triggers, this exact idea did exist years prior. Step forward once again, the Dreamcast. Whilst the Dreamcast's controller itself wasn't the most pleasant thing to use, the tech inside was pretty incredible. One such feature was analog triggers, ushering in a wave of driving games where you actually got to accelerate on the triggers themselves, something that's now a genre standard. Shooting also moved up onto the triggers from the face buttons, another massively influential change that Halo would popularize, but that the Dreamcast pioneered. Number 4. Motion Capture Not Metal Gear Solid or Uncharted Actually, Virtua Fighter 2 over the years of gaming's evolution, the 2000s really amped up the idea of chasing Hollywood. With studios like Kojima Productions and Naughty Dog striving to replicate cinematic sensibilities as much as possible, it's around here where we started seeing mocap suits with ping pong balls in every behind the scenes making of video. While the practice is simply standard when it comes to digitizing a performance, some of the first titles to use the tech were actually fighting games. The immaculate Tekken 3 sublime animations were motion captured, but the real originator was Virtua Fighter 2. Sega's landmark fighting game became a staple of the arcades. Shoutouts to Jeffrey and Kage, but as a franchise, sadly over the years it struggled to stay on top. Number 3. Quick Time Events Not Shenmue or God of War. Instead, Dragon's Lair. Remember Quick Time Events? The idea of making a cutscene playable was yet another wrinkle in the notion of interactive entertainment becoming more cinematic and less arcadey. When God of War reintroduced the idea in 2005 after the flop that was 1999's Shenmue, we embarked on a solid decade of games throwing buttons on screen during action sequences, with instant death coming your way if you couldn't keep up. 
While the death of QuickTime Events feels like it came in 2017 Spider-Man, a game whose gameplay trailers were met with all-out positivity save for a number of QTEs, the birth of the mechanic itself goes all the way back to Dragon's Lair. 1983's Dragon's Lair is still a gorgeously animated set of cutscenes, stitched together with nigh impossibly tight timing windows to see the whole thing through. Transport this into the 2000s with inputs that weren't trying to fleece you for cash in the arcade though, and it would have been remembered and treasured by far more people. Number 2. Every third person cover system, not Gears of War. Actually, Kill Switch. To this day, I think the debut of Gears of War was masterful. The Gary Jules Mad World teaser trailer, actually seeing the game in motion, and most of all, experiencing a stop and pop cover system that would influence every third person shooter going forward. And yet, while Gears is certainly accomplished, Namco's Kill Switch could have arguably had some of that glory too if their marketing had been on point. See, Kill Switch was the first game to feature blind firing, waist high cover peppering environments for you to hide behind, and the general idea of a cover system being the gameplay. It's a totally tight, enjoyable shooter, but lacked the marketing power of new mechanics being twinned with a brand new console. Once we saw that Gears of War trailer or the game in action, the entire industry would then refer to this set of mechanics as the Gears cover system. Even Omega Force's cult classic Operation Winback deserves a mention too, as another overlooked title that was experimenting with cover systems and trading fire with enemies. And number one, wireless game controllers. Not Xbox 360 or PS3 6 axis. Actually, GameCube's Wavebird. Maybe you're young enough that wireless game controllers are just the norm, but for us slightly older gamers, finally sitting down with something like the Xbox 360 pad or the PS3's DualSense felt super strange, until it became an industry standard. To that end, we associate the notion of going wireless with the 360 or the PS3, as both consoles could finally connect to wireless internet, albeit with an adapter for the former, but the first widely available wireless controller was actually the GameCube Wavebird. Victim to that system being overlooked as the PS2 dwarfed everything around it, Nintendo was still laying down the blueprint on how to improve the gaming experience for every consumer. If Nintendo had stuck with a dedicated game console rather than the Wii immediately after, chances are we'd have seen Wavebird tech front and center, and that Switch-powered burst of popularity could have come a decade sooner. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.